What up, what up? I am the big homie. This is Jamal. And this is E. And welcome to the Chop Shop. Let's chop it up. So first off, uh, did y'all go ahead and check out that uh, leaked episode? No, I just... I, I just watched the clips. Like I, I think I got like ten minutes into it, and I was seeing a bunch of stuff with Arya and Sansa, and I, I was kind of like you. I was like, I feel like I'm missing something, so I'm gonna just wait it out. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. I saw the uh, the clips, then I clicked on the the link she sent, the little Twitch link, whatever, and saw like ten minutes. So I was like, Nah, I gotta wait. I want to. I fucked around, I got a hold to the link, and I had to check it out. But I, I won't spoil it for y'all. Because I'm going to watch it again Sunday regardless. Regardless. Oh. But uh, it was amazing. So outside of the, the big reveal, we got in a little clips, you know, with the, the Night King and the Dragon and stuff. What, what, couldn't we expect anything else Sunday? Uh, I mean, not like really. That? That, that, that was like the, the major thing, though. But everything else I won't spoil for you guys because I wouldn't want it spoiled for me. But did y'all get a chance to check out those articles about how Brand might be actually be the Night King? Yeah, it was possible too. I, I yeah, that's, it's possible because it's real possible. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're talking about how so far they've basically been right about all those like little theories that they've been having. Like, because they... They had theorized, like, way back, you know. I mean, of course, the books have been out. But in season one, they was already saying how John was actually a Targaryen. Yeah. Now, that shit would be crazy if uh, Bran turned out to be the Night King. I mean, you can already see the dysfunction in the Stark family, like, even with uh, Arya and uh, Sansa and then John to see, like, Sansa and John. Something might be going on there. She might probably be power hungry, then the brand thing kind of just threw me off on the boat, had me off of the... What was funny about brand, I kind of, like, I think we everybody was just so, like, off-put by the way he was, but I kind of heard it kind of explain where it's like, you know, he pretty much knows everything that's going to happen, but he can't say nothing, and it's kind of like, when you put it in that perspective, you kind of wouldn't give a fuck either. Like, like we all fucked in the way. I, I really don't care. Like, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. I mean, but how much of the future does he know? I know he knows a lot of the past, but as far as the future, I haven't really just seen him go as far as to, like, see what's coming up. Like, he knows the order of things and how people are on their way in present time, but I haven't really just seen him look to the future, but his, his going in the past affects things, you know, a la Hodor. Yeah, but it, this, this weird, too, though, like, does he even have control of that, or does that just happen? Like, it, it's not like he planned anything, like, he just kind of ends up there, and he affects the present, right? Because I feel like with Hodor, and then he did the past vision where I feel like he was, uh, it was Ned's past when Ned was younger. I think he, like, popped up there, but it wasn't nothing he was trying to do. Like, Wait, wait, so how did uh, him going back in the past, I remember the, uh, the episode where he did go back in the past and meet with Corridor and 
thought he was talking and whatnot when he was young. But how did that affect the present when he came back to reality and whatnot? Well, essentially, he he was he was he went back there, and he's not supposed to be able to affect anything that happened in the past. But it's because of him going back in that very moment, and how he he was still in there and trying to, you know, basically, like, was he warging the Hodor or or whatever? He. It messed because he was doing two things at once. It affected Hodor back as as a child, so that's the reason why that's all he can say. Because he got caught up with Bran in his mind, and it just you know that's all he can say. That's what he stuck with. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the door. Okay. And like uh, I know, as far as him and the Night King. He was like, because uh, they should, you know, I mean, you read it, but they were basically saying when he went back and saw how the Night King was created, it was like he wasn't really controlling, like, what he see, but that's because the original three-eyed raven was still alive. But I think now he's got more of a grasp of where he wants to go when he takes those trips. Okay. Yeah. With young young Jaden Stark's uh, powers are kind of hard to uh, predict off of since it's, it's it's so hard to kind of understand. But some predictions we can throw out there. Who do y'all feel like? And aside from what you might have already seen in in the upcoming episode, Big Bro, who do y'all feel like is not making it out of the season? And who y'all think gonna end up on the throne overall? I will hope. Littlefinger wouldn't make it through the rest of the season, but I don't know if uh, it's honestly so called. But uh, as far as who will end up on the Iron Throne, I'm, one of my friends he was talking about how he thinks it'll be little between Littlefinger, John, and um, Cersei, and I can see that. That's that, that's funny because I. I, I've heard Littlefinger for the first time last week, and I just thought that was kind of, I don't know, he just, it seemed like he played a background so much that you forget about him, but I don't know when you, like, just kind of hearing other theories on him, it, it, I can kind of see that. I, I, I can't still see it for myself, but I can kind of see where the people are coming from. But at first, I kind of felt like Cersei wasn't going to make it out of the season because it was like she was coming in too strong, and usually when everything going your way, it don't end in your, your favor. But then I kind of kind of feel like if, if you kill her off this season, then it's like next season just seven episodes of fighting the Night King, and I don't, I don't see like that's just too simple of a plot line. But I I kind of I don't I don't think Sansa gonna make it out, and I don't even think it's gonna be Arya that's gonna be the one to kill her. But I, I don't see Sansa making it out, and I, the the throne is just really hard to call. Like a part of me feel like ain't nobody <laughs> like I just. I don't know. It, it just seemed too like right there at the, at the end of all this. Somebody just, oh yeah, I'm I'm the king now and everything's cool. Like it just seemed too like right. Well, I mean, I I think Sansa, you know, stick around basically because she's the Stark. You know, she carries that bloodline, that name, and that's what Littlefinger needs, and that's why he's still hanging around playing that game 
because he needs a noble family backing him so he can have a, a decent claim at the throne. Because if you remember early in season one or two or something like that, when him and Varys was talking, he was basically talking about the Game of Thrones. Everybody wants, you know, basically to be on the throne. It's just how you go about doing it. So that's why he's kind of been lingering around. I think as far as who won't make it out of this season, I kind of feel like Jamie is not long for this world. You know, um, his his sister lover is treating him like shit. You know what I'm saying? And he's so lost in the sauce. He's doing dumb shit like trying to attack a dragon with a stick. Um, so he he's just all messed up right now. So and and him dying this season would uh, only make Cersei colder next season because she would literally have nobody left, and that that probably you know make better for her trying to turn on them as they try to all get on one side and fight uh, the Night King. Yeah, I'm pleased as far as Jamie, when it comes to Jamie, I feel like he he's conflicted. I think he may turn off turn on Cersei. And I think that's what uh, what she did last in the last episode where she was like, I'm pregnant. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did that to pretty much trap him and kind of keep him around because she feared he might get this. Yeah. So I I think he's going to end up like Tyrion because they're both conflicted. Like, he's conflicted with Danny and uh, Danny's conflicted with Cersei. So I feel like Jamie's going to end up leaving or turning on person. I would hope well, so. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of why. Like, I feel like I feel like Jamie not going to make it through the through the whole show. But that's that's kind of a reason I didn't necessarily pick him to not make it out this season. Because as of now, I feel like he's going to be the one. To, uh, like I said, uh, Lover, I think he's going to be the one to kill Cersei because you know he's supposed to be the Kingslayer, and it's like that ain't necessarily got to leave the the queen. You know, since she is the one on the throne, I feel like. He gonna have to be the one to do it again, cause, in all honesty, I can't, I can't see nobody else taking Cersei out, and it just oh, got, don't got you disrespect my, my young thug. Don't you disrespect my young thug, little Arya? I don't that, see. That, I, 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 I mean, got her name on it. The only person she really got a chance to cross off her list was the phrase. You know, they got to give her that satisfaction of killing Cersei. She was pissed off about Joffrey. She told you that. Yeah, and I mean. You know, I, they, they, it would, it would be so beneficial if, like I said, Jamie just a casualty of, you know, her trying to kill Cersei. And essentially it is Jamie that killed Cersei, but it's Arya wearing his face. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to get to next. Like, next, it was like, you know, Arya still has that whole how she could be somebody else playing her hand. And, like, I, I, like that I heard, too, that, like, Cause I forgot, I forgot about the whole like how Cersei talked to the um whatever the fortune teller person was when she was a kid, and it was like it's gonna be a brother that kills you, and like I heard the whole you know like it could be her brother, but it's just Arya dressed up as her brother, so that would be dope. But I don't know, I just I feel like it just it'd be a little more satisfactory if Jamie actually because at this point, Jamie just Cersei bitch like he kind of like was one of the best, he had one of the best character arcs to go from, like, the, the nigga that pushes kids off a of roof and bangs his sister to, like, the nigga we rooting for. And it's like, now he just, Jamie's just there. Like, he don't, he's just there. And 
don't know. I mean, but it, it, with that, though, it kind of plays more to what you say, Big Bro, where he might just not make it out the season and he'd be the, the fire to, you know, go ahead and set Thursdays off, even though she she pretty much on her rampage already. To be yeah, honest. Think... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think, you know, like you said, the uh, character development of Jamie is just, you know, how you, like you said, you go from hating him to loving him to feeling sorry for him. That's just an example of just how great the show is because it, it's literally taking you on such an emotional roller coaster, you know, from the beginning when they killed Ned and, and you thought he was like, you know, that dude for the season or for the show. Oh yeah, what they like the the way they write characters is is crazy because and, and then it's, it varies from different people. Like it, it's not it's not a show to where like everybody feels the same way about a certain like about certain characters because like Cersei fifty fifty. Like Cersei got people that watch the show that hate her, and there's people that watch the show that's just straight up rooting for her. And it's like it's just all based off how she was written here. Even for me, I feel like Sansa. Like her whole story arc up until now has had her like drug in the dirt, and it, it comes off as a character you should feel sorry for. But like, like she's my least favorite character. Like I hate her the most. Like I don't like her at all. But the way, like, if you just pay attention to the way she's been written, like if I was to tell somebody about the show and tell them everything Sansa been through, they'd be like, oh my god, that's such a, you know, a character I feel so much pity for. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't like the bitch. Oh, I don't like her. <laughs> she's been through some shit, but I don't like. Her. Yeah, it's easy to have mixed feelings about those two in specific, uh, Cersei and Sansa. Because I'm like you, like, I'm, I feel sorry for them when it comes to what they've been through, but on the same time, at the same time, I'm like, ah, get them out of here. What's funny about Cersei, I hated, up until this season when she just, like, bossed up and you couldn't do nothing but respect her moves, I hated Cersei, but it's so funny that, like, I don't remember why. Like, I, 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 I feel like something happened early on, but I don't even remember why I hated her so much. The only thing, I, I feel like it had something to do with, like, Sansa, but I don't remember why. And then it was like, I ended up not liking Sansa, so it didn't even matter no more. But, like, to this to this day, I can't remember what initially made me hate Cersei. I feel like she didn't get a lot of shit, but I don't know what it sparked her, like, oh, no, nah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. I mean, everybody remember what it was. It was her weak-ass son, Jocker. That's why everybody hated him. Joffrey was such a little monster, and she was, you know, basically teaching him the way to be a monster. And I think it was. More, but, I mean, you, you feel for Essentially, all she's been trying to do is protect her family or avenge her family. Yeah. Yeah. Because when she, you know, when she took out the... um. I forgot her name, but, you know, the lady from Dorn, like, when she was getting her revenge, the way she explained it is, like, I'm I'm not the bad guy. Like, yo, you know, your husband, he, he kind of got himself killed. He got cocky. And then you decided to take upon yourself to kill my oh, daughter. Girl, like, from Dorn was just holding a grudge from some shit. Back in the day, well, it was actually the dude that was holding the grudge. And she was holding the grudge because he got killed by the mountain. But that's because he, he got caught slipping. He won the fight. Yeah, that was Cersei told her, like, he mad at me for something that he did. Like, he got himself killed. Yeah, the show was heavy. The show was heavy. Either one of y'all get a chance to 
Start checking out defenders. Yeah, I'm on episode <laughs> six. I was uh, I just finished the five before I had caught y'all. Well, no, I'm on episode seven. No, I just finished six. I only got two episodes there. Nah, I ain't made it to the Eight episodes, I think. Yeah. But uh, I mean, from from what I got so far, we're like with like no spoilers. Like it's just fun as hell seeing them all together. Like. It's, that's like the bulk of like what's entertaining about the show, like seeing the interaction, seeing them fight together, you know what I'm saying, seeing like what kind of brings them together, and like seeing like they little supporting characters, watching them in the act, but like a, like a, um, I guess like a knock to it, the villains, like it just, they, to be honest, they just there because you got to have a villain. Like, they don't really serve a purpose. Like, the show is for the defenders and watching them and watching these people you didn't spend seasons with. But the villains are just kind of like, oh, well, you got to have a villain, so we here. But they don't they don't serve a purpose for real. Yeah. I'm only a couple of episodes in. Um, I, I just think it's funny how, you know, the nurse is, one of the supporting characters, but she's like kind of like a thought too, because I was saying, why nobody acknowledge it? <laughs> nobody acknowledge it. Like that devil knocked out quick too. She made my boy Luke wait for it, and I think Danny could have if he wasn't acting so damn childish. You know what I'm saying? But you had to watch Iron Fist to see that. It was still whack. It's not worth watching. I saw all your tweets about so, you had these yeah. you didn't see. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, you didn't really miss that. Oh, like, I feel so like... You, you don't, you, you don't need to watch Iron Fist to watch uh, Defenders? No. Hell no. Not at all. Cool, cool, good. Like, early on, it was a couple of mentions here and there where I felt like I was lost, but they explained them, and it was like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't need to watch it. Like, <laughs> I didn't need to watch it at all. Like, his... It's, it's got, like... It's, it's pretty much like all their villains, but it was like, oh, so you were just Iron Fist villain. I, I didn't need to watch the show to know that, like, that's who you were. So, like, it, you don't need to watch the show at all. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, you can just hop straight into Defenders. Yeah, it's, and, but it's funny, though, because my favorite part of the show so far has been him and, and Luke relationship, and it's like, I had no, like, I haven't watched him on screen. This is like my first time watching him, but my favorite part is just watching him and Luke kind of, you know, get cool in the show. And I just kind of wonder where they're going to go from here because I think, I want to say Luke Cage? Is, no, I know the Punisher is up next, so I don't know out of the people that's in the Defenders, I don't know who show come up next. But I was I was kind of tweeting about it. You know, uh, Luke Cage and Iris in the comics, they kind of a team or whatever. And I was kind of like, you know, after Iron Fist not doing so good and Luke Cage having that kind of bad second half, I feel like they should just kind of go ahead and bring them together and jump straight into that. But I feel like they already announced that Luke Cage getting the second season and Iron Fist getting the second season. So it's only a dream. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I saw you tweet that, and it made a lot of sense. So like I said, I only saw a bit of it in the episodes I've seen, but that chemistry together is real good. It just seems so natural, like, I don't know. It, 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 it don't even seem like they acting. You would think that they was like friends for real, so. But that to work so well, and I'm like, I'm sure y'all, y'all couldn't avoid all the, the backlash Iron Fist got, and 
anybody that kind of watched Luke Cage could kind of tell they had like a, a slow second half. It's like, why not just go ahead, put them together, get shit cracking? Yeah, I, I did um, see somewhere, I think it was an interview, they talked about how, how well they got along and just how much they were playing like behind the scenes and stuff, um, filming their shows. So that that could explain why the chemistry is so well, because they actually rock with each other or whatever. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm real interested into seeing like because I I haven't really seen people talk about like their overall thoughts on it. You know, just came out people still trying to get through it. But I'm really wondering like what's like what people are gonna say because the the with if if you're looking for something more than just seeing the characters come together, I can see people kind of complaining about it. Because for me, I I ain't really too strong up on the villains in that playing a part because I'm enjoying them so much because shit I didn't even realize like I feel like Jessica Jones might have been like almost two years ago and it just felt so good to kind of be somewhat back in her world and see her on screen and shit like that so I was just so happy to see them I ain't just too strong about the villain but I can really because you know people love bashing Marvel about their villains and shit so I can really see them I can see people complaining about that but we'll know by the end of the weekend yeah, that's true, because, I mean, Luke Cage, for as good as it was, as good as Cottonmouth was, and they took him away from us, the villain was whack. And, and Marvel's just so good at storytelling and story building. It's like they just kind of cut the budget when it comes to the, the big bads or whatever. But that could be why it's only eight episodes. They just kind of show you this is them coming together. I mean, how many villains can they really fight when you got the Avengers in the same universe? So it's like they just get the scraps. Yeah. And now that I think about it, that you brought up the Luke Cage thing, I just thought about I kind of wonder if like they killed Mashallah uh, Ali? I know I'm saying it wrong, but I wonder if they keep yeah, Mahershala. I wonder if they killed him out because he kind of been in a lot of shit. Like, I wonder if like he already had something working and he couldn't stay around because like, he was perfect. It made no like I don't know nobody that watched the show that was like, yeah, I I, I was kind of glad to see him get killed off. Like everybody says that that was the part where it was like, oh well, that, that sucks. <laughs> nice. He definitely made the show. He only what, did half the season, but he definitely yeah. made the show to me. I think it was more so a matter of him just killing that role. Like, they gave him a role that, you know, it's only going to be six episodes, and they didn't even know, like, he was going to kill it like that. So they probably back there plotting, like, okay, let's see if we can get come up with some kind of way to bring him back to life. Because he had so much more charisma than, what, Diamondback? Diamondback was a cartoon was, character. I mean, he might as well have been, but... <laughs> Like I said, he, he had so much more charisma and, and all that to him, so maybe they try to find a way to bring him back, but I think it was a matter of them not knowing he would kill it like that. Yeah, well, I know they um they already, I feel like they already announced the, one of the villains or something for Luke Cage season two, so hopefully they get it a little better this time around, and I know I, I I might be checking Iron Fist season two out because uh, Misty Knight supposed to be on there and she looked like everybody like just some somebody mama defined as hell <laughs> so might have to follow that on and then 
I kind of wonder if they're going to do the, because uh, in, in the comics, her and Colleen Wing, they like a little fighting group. So I wonder if they're going to put that together and see where they go with that. But overall, they still, they still I mean, as it, bad as Iron Fist kind of hurt them in the media, they're still moving along on the right step with the uh, Netflix stuff. But like I said, I like Defenders. And I, I know they can't miss with Punisher. Like, it, I feel like that show just going to write itself. <laughs> As long as he's just killing niggas and shit, they ain't really got to, they can't really mess that one up. Did y'all yeah, see the, uh, the season? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. What were you saying, Ed? No, I thought that wasn't a Punisher, like, clip or a uh, turtle that came out not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I feel like it might have came out. Well, I know they had a longer version, I thought. It came out not too long ago, but I know like an official teaser came out today. It's still, it, I mean, it kind of looks like he's trying to figure out stuff about his past. You can't really see too much into the story. Now, I did see something where they was like Karen supposed to be in there, and I don't, I don't like her because I haven't liked her since Daredevil season one because I really felt like uh, y'all remember um, on the first season of Daredevil Kingpin, like his little right hand man. The dude, I think I don't know his name. I don't even think he was like a combo character, but like he wore the glasses and like he was like smart as shit and he was like kind of plotting and shit. Because for a while they yeah. didn't show Kingpin, they were showing him. Like I thought he was like cold as fuck, and the actor like played the shit out of him, and they just had Karen kill him off. Some, I'm scared and I'm crying. I happened to have the gun. I didn't like that at all, and I ain't like her defense. She, <laughs> she kind of a pointless character, and I hate the fact that like, bro, y'all best friend fights crime. And he can hear shit two miles away, and y'all just whining like, "Don't put the suit on, don't do it." Like, y'all shut the fuck up, let them go have their beer. So, I don't really care too much for her. And if she gonna be in Punisher, which is funny, I thought somebody point that out. There's like she whining and shit about Daredevil, but she like cool with the Punisher. I'm like, kind of. Yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of that was one of the things that kind of pissed me off too. Is just her ass barking, tag teaming him. Like, oh, why do you keep risking your life? Missy <laughs> done saved you about 20 times. She done saved Foggy about 52 times. <laughs> Just chill out. Yeah, I know. Like, I like I, I really fucked with Foggy and Matt relationship in the first season, but it was the second season he found out. He didn't find out the first season, right? Yeah, well, the what, second season. That's the time. Man, he, like... They, like, it was, like, every scene was just him just straight up bitching. He, like, so he did the exact opposite of what anybody else would have done if they found out their best friend was a superhero. Like, he just started crying and bitching and said, I don't want to be a friend no more. Like, that made no sense. Like, what, me, you the Daredevil? Oh, shit, let me take a picture for this man. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This man want to start crying and shit, but... Yeah, let, let me borrow the suit real quick. Uh, so shit, something cool. <laughs> this night want to cry. Yeah. While while we in the um, while we in the Marvel world, y'all got any predictions for Infinity War and how this like how they uh might play out? Because. A lot of people been saying that, and I kind of feel it too. I think I think Marvel is well overdue for a death. Like they haven't had a real death yet. And mm-hmm. well, I feel like Marvel is is too Disney oriented for a death. That's that DC shit. See, that, if they kill somebody, that means they can't sell these toys. 
they done got these toys already ready. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't really see them killing anybody. I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that because after I think the once the after Infinity War or it might be the or Avengers Four, you know they they kind of shaping up for the um you know the new Avengers thing because I kind of feel like they already been kind of working their way out of Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and I feel like they're gonna try to kind of lead off with the whole Captain Marvel thing, especially with her whole movie being in the nineties. Like I kind of feel like they're gonna try to push her at the forefront. And I think they're getting, I think they're getting, I think they're getting Iron Man about it. You think they're going to offer Iron Man? That's what I, that's what I think. I feel, I really feel like he's going to die. Oh, man. Iron Man been that nigga for some years. I don't know. That's, that's, I, I, that's what I'm, that's what I kind of think. Because I feel like after the Infinity War, like, they gonna try to, you know, establish their whole new Avengers team. I think they're gonna try to have Captain Marvel at the front of it. I don't know. I know a lot of people have been playing since Captain Marvel moved posted in the nineties and she's supposed to be fighting the uh the scrolls. Like a lot of people been theorizing that um the next Avengers movie would be the um I think it's called like Secret Invasion or something like that. Because the scrolls can like turn into other people and shit, but I don't know about that. I feel like that's going to Yeah, but that sound cool, and it made a lot of sense. It's kind of like, boom, you in Infinity War, somebody died, come to find out they're a squirrel, and you learned it in the Captain Marvel movie, and in the past, somebody been a squirrel the whole time. But I was kind of like, bro, they've been building Thanos for 10 years. If that nigga is only in one movie, that would be so fucking disappointing. Like, he better be in the next Avengers movie. Like, it would make no sense to kill him off in the first movie. So. Yeah, I, 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 I really don't see them as killing them off. I just see them kind of stretching it. Cause I think it's supposed to be two parts to the Infinity Wars. Like, one part, I guess, is going to be mainly the Avengers, and the second part is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. For the most part, you know, all trying to take him out. Because it's the Infinity Gauntlet. So they got to split up the two movies, make the most money. That's what I would hope. Because this has been too so, much of a reason. So the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers, are they supposed to link up in the first, I mean, Infinity War, or? Well, from what it, it looks like, it, everybody's going to be in the first one. Like, they all going to kind of come together. I don't know as far as if they're going to fight together, though, because with him having the whole, um, I think it's called the Dark Order or whatever, but the people that's supposed to be his kids or whatever it is, I think they're supposed to, like, spread the war out. Like, it ain't just everybody fighting Thanos in one spot. Like, I think, like, he, he his um his little servants or whatever, like, you might have the Guardians fighting one of them. You might have Cap and his folks fighting another one. And you got Iron Man and some folks actually fighting Thanos. So I think the war going to be spread out. So I don't know how much they're going to actually be fighting together. Yeah, he's gonna have to call his guns out. It's just crazy though that like all like you already got all this shit going on in, in Thor Ragnarok, which is also kinda of crazy. Like, yeah, I know they moved on like an hour and a half. Like they jumped like super, super short. That's that bullshit right there. Yeah, I think the run I think the runtime is exactly a hundred minutes. And I'm like, bro, they must be getting straight to the point. Like, they just must gonna come on and you saw already some shit popping off. But you already got that joint with, like, 
you know, he got his own team. Then after that, Black Panther got his own team. Then after that, the Infinity War? Marvel is not playing. We are so sorry for DC. That's so these fuck boys, what's up? You, you saw how, although that, that uh, Justice League trailer was fine, everybody was talking about that little bitty snuck, you know, teaser from Infinity War. And they didn't officially drop it yet. Nah, and some, like, I, I kind of heard the point brought up that, like, the reason they probably, and which is, it's too late now, Marvel, like, we all saw it. It's the, the, the bootleg one is on YouTube right now. But that was like the reason they probably didn't uh, drop it officially because, you know, the excuse me, the trailer start off with Thor, you know, floating in space, and it's like, well, if I know in May Thor is gonna be floating in space, then when I go see him in November, I know everything gonna be straight at the end. <laughs> so they were saying that might be the reason why, but shit, at this point it don't really matter. And it's kind of like, bro, we we knew Thor wasn't gonna die in this movie anyway, so like y'all could just let this shit fly. Let me go on here and see that shit in HD. I want to see Star-Lord jumping on Doctor Strange teleport shit. I need to see that in HD. Go ahead and let that drop, Marvel. Yeah, go ahead and hit me with it. You know what I'm saying? I know it's coming. You know I know it's coming. Give me the real deal. Fuck with your boy. Yeah. And um, the, I like the, the justice, and, it, and it's just because that's what, like, Zack Snyder just, Specializing, it doesn't just look so fucking cool, and it's like I bet it's gonna be so goddamn pretty. But you can almost just see it in the trailer that like this the story ain't gonna be shit. Like Batman, oh my yeah, like Batman gonna find Wonder Woman. Like hey, some nigga stuck in some robot shit. Some nigga this fast, let's go get him and fight this other nigga. Okay, and they gonna do it. And that's it. <laughs> like, you can already tell it ain't going to be that much of a story part, but that shit looks so good. Like, I know they had, like, I don't I don't know exactly where they was at, but it was like the sky was all red. No, like, this shit look like, this shit look like it's straight out of a comic book, but. That, that's Zach for you, though. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what, I don't know if y'all saw, y'all saw the whole trailer, right? Uh, yeah. So, so at the end, uh, when whoever that was approaching, I think it was. Whoever that was, come on, you know who it was. <laughs> nah, I saw I saw some theories. Somebody said it might have been Superman. Somebody said it might might be Green Lantern. So I would like, like the, the beam of the reflection. It was green, so it was uh, it was green. It was. I'm not even gonna lie. It, it's fucking Superman. Yeah, it's like Green Green Lantern ain't finna stop shit. If, if shit get real and you see his ass come up, you are gonna be like, okay, you know. In Darkman's day, Bryce like, oh, okay, shut the fuck up. But if Superman <laughs> come up, you're like, okay, we got this shit. Yeah, it's like... Nah, I figured it was Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, that was cute, DC, but we know it's Superman. But but it's like, at the same time, when you hear some of the theories and you kind of think about it, like, DC decided to have Batman fight Superman in the second movie. Why would it stop them from going, you know what, fuck it, we already out here losing. Just throw Green Man in this bitch. <laughs> what we got to lose. But it's just like, as far as stories, who like, what sense does that make? Like, like he gonna just pop up on screen and like, who are you? Like, you're like, yeah, we know you, but we don't know you, nigga. Like, we, like why, why Alfred acting like y'all just cool? He's been waiting on you. We ain't, we don't know you, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Like, really like, though, you gotta give me some kind of interesting before you like, pop up on the scene. Thing you gotta say today. 
Yeah, it's like at least yeah, yeah, Batman versus Superman came quick, but at least in some way it made sense. Superman out here reckless, Batman mad, go fight him. Green Lantern don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> like that nigga just pop up like, I'm here. What's up? Let's let's go. Let's go green some shit. Let's go. Like what? But I mean, but I mean, he is like a big part of the Justice League, right? Yeah, like, no, he he originally he's a big part of it, right? Yeah, yeah, like. Like, to people that know him, it'd be cool as fuck to see him, but it's like, when they make these movies, you kind of got to think about the people that don't know him, and it's like, niggas going to be sitting and see, like, so, hey, so who's the green guy with the ring? What what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> I thought Superman casket moved last night. Where he go? I thought he was coming back. What happened? <laughs> so, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got to be Superman. Like, I just, I can't. It's like, it, that'd be so random if they if they did put him, if put Green Lantern in it. I know somebody did point out, in which I don't know if that's like photoshopped or not, but like when Batman like looking at like a thing that's supposed to be Superman, like the legs are real skinny, and it was like it might be Supergirl, and I'm like, wait, y'all really reaching out? <laughs> like, if like I don't know, I, I guess they just feel like they really gotta, they need something, they need to win. But I think, I, to be honest, I think I think it's a, I think it's a wrap for DC. I don't even I don't even think the uh, even though it's it's still family or whatever. I don't even think the Aquaman movie is gonna come out. I think it's just as League movie gonna come out. It's gonna do all right, and they just gonna just scrap everything. Because really, the only thing that they they like actually working on is Aquaman. Everything else ain't they ain't did nothing. Like they just saying it's coming. So I kind of feel like after Justice League, it's it's a wrap. I don't think they're gonna do nothing else. Nah, because, I mean, uh, it's going to do numbers. Batman Superman, as terrible as it was, it did numbers. Sure, that's that's really why they really did it, too. Right, and that was trash, you know? Um, well, I take that back. It wasn't both. trash. It just could have been a lot better. It, it, what did you say? What was trash? What's that squad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Suicide Squad was supposed to be, like, like um... I don't know, it was supposed to be like an A1 movie, and it just turned out being like a fun popcorn movie. And it was like, nah, like, some trailers y'all showed me, I thought I was about to see The Sopranos or some shit, like, but it just... Well, it just, that, was, that was DC's attempt at a popcorn movie, because, you know, Marvel movies are always popcorn with, you know, jokes, maybe a little love interest, you know, all that kind of stuff. And DC shit just always dark and depressing. So they figured they had switched it up with Suicide Squad, but they forgot to... Give me a story to go along with it. No, what well, they they just it, it it's been no real story. Like <laughs> it just hasn't. It's just been here go a bunch of characters y'all know watch them fight. Like it, I, I feel like there's really haven't been a progression of a story. So I don't, I don't know. I know the the big thing everybody's saying now is that they they announced that the Flash movie is going to be Flashpoint and they're going to use that as an excuse to uh, rewrite everything and kind of recast and do like a soft reboot, but kind of like what they did with Days of Future Past. But I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I just don't see it happening. I feel like they might, Aquaman might go ahead and come out because they already working on it, but I just, I don't know. It just don't seem like nothing else is going to come. Because it's like, when it comes to, like, like when you think about Marvel, how like we already got the concept pictures for Miss Marvel, and we already got Thor, Thor and Black Panther done. We already, and Infinity War done. It's like we already starting to get uh, pictures and stuff for Ant-Man and Watch. Like, with DC is literally 
hey, we got this coming out. We got this coming out. We ain't got no pictures. We ain't got no director, but it's coming. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of it's coming. So I don't, I don't think none of this shit coming. I think they did. They gonna. I think it, it could just be them waiting to see what Justice League do too, because that's what that's what DC got bad, real bad. Where it's like they wait and see what the fans say, and then they just try to do that, and they kind of fuck them up anyway. Because it just it just come off as like y'all just did this because y'all heard people complain about it, like the whole. Everybody complained about which I'd be thinking this shit is so stupid, but comic book fans do it. Like everybody was playing about in Man of Steel, like, oh, all this wreckage, you know a bunch of people died and it's like, oh, yeah, it's a nigga that can fly too, so who cares? <laughs> but but then in Batman versus Superman, like before they fought Doomsday, the news reporter came on. Thank God we were everybody able to get everybody out the city and it's like, Come on, bro, yeah, I ain't gotta do no shit like that. <laughs> like this shit. Yeah, yeah, I just happened to get everybody out the city. There's something else that, like, somebody pointed out that I thought was so funny and I never thought about it. Like, so Metropolis was, like, literally a lake across from Gotham City. <laughs> and it was like, wait, 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 you, you waited three years and that nigga was right there? <laughs> he was right there. <laughs> so when Superman, was like, right. yeah, like, you would think that, like, you know, Metropolis is New York and Gotham and Chicago, like, you know, nigga, that line is right across the bridge. She's right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I always thought Metropolis was more like L.A. and Gotham was New York. Yeah, yeah, I just knew that they was far. I mean, when I, mean, when, I, when, I when I when I look at it like that, but yeah, I, I knew they they was right across the bridge. Yeah, she did. But see, you, you 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 mentioned the Green Lantern. What do y'all think of how uh, Cable looked? I mean, and I say that because Ryan Reynolds played Green Lantern, and you know, Deadpool two was a success. Yeah, yeah, but what do y'all think about? High cable look. It's it like it's tough because like there were unless they got fucking Brock Lesnar to play him, he wasn't like from the jump. It was like he wasn't gonna look like what we used to. So I, it's like you kind of just gotta accept it. Like it's cool, but it's like of course he don't look like ooh, the cable that we used to seeing. That nigga like little head big guy, like he big right. as fuck. So it's like. It, it just it just wasn't unless unless they do they would have done like some CGI where, like what they did with Colossus but it just I don't know it wouldn't have worked so I don't know it's like I said, it looked cool it's just it's gonna be kind of weird to like and then I, I don't even know and it's like and it's like Thanos is cable that's kind of weird but right I wonder how he uh, got cleared to do that shit seeing as one is Marvel the other one is Fox Studios. Yeah, because it's one, they, like, lock them in the contract where it's like, hey, don't, we don't fuck with them over there. So, I don't know how they got That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So, I don't know how this going. And then I'm like, you know they're going to sneak a Thanos. Just some way they're going to sneak a Thanos joke in there. So, I don't know. Like, it kind of, I, I, when it, when I think about it, I kind of feel like Fox, like, got, like, a little more leeway. Because I feel like in the Logan movie, he did some shit where it was, like, he referenced, like, some Marvel movie shit. So, I don't know, but like I said, as far as the look, eh, you just gotta take it for what it is. I think the movie's gonna be kind of fire, though. Like, I think we're gonna get, like, way more action this time. And then, um, you know, we got our girl from Atlanta playing Domino. Looking all sexy. Yes, sir. And shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, so y'all not, y'all not fucking with, y'all not fucking with, uh, how crazy it looks? Because I'm looking at, uh, I have to refresh my memory, so I just pulled up the pictures. I think it looked pretty dope. I mean, I get what you're saying about 
cable being more jacked than that, bigger than that. But I mean, it's, like, it's not bad at all. It's just I mean, I, I fuck with it, but it's like initially when they said that they they was gonna put cable in there, you know, immediately everybody's racing in their minds thinking, okay, who's gonna play him? Who's gonna play him? And first people that come to mind are normally bigger people because in his comic book bio, Cable like six six, damn near three hundred pounds. He's just a huge guy. So I mean, I fuck with how he looks. He does look cool, but like I said, it's still a letdown because it's not what I wanted. When they said Josh Brolin was playing him, I was disappointed. But hell, I said the same thing about when him playing Thanos, and the nigga looked just like Thanos. You know, that's with the butt chin that they <laughs> that they put on him and everything, I, that's Thanos. Hey, wait, real quick though, back to Thanos. He got to put a hat on. That off head shit is terrible. Like, I need the nigga to keep a hat on. Like, he he definitely needs to do that. <laughs> like, how niggas keep their fitted hat on. They don't want their hairline to be shown. Like, Thanos need to put this on. Like, <laughs> that, that shit looks terrible. Not terrible in, like, a bad. Like, the CGI look good. It's just, it, like, I'm like, wait, where the fuck is Thanos hat? What is this shit? Like, nah. He, he got to put that helmet on. But, um. He got to keep that helmet on. But, um. Yeah, yeah, like, like I, I, like, I'm with Big Bro. Is like, it, it looked good. It's just that, like, you can't help but like your immediate thought is, Cable's this big buff ass nigga. But at the same time, from the beginning, before they even announced Josh Bro, and I knew that they wasn't gonna like, you know, do like the how they did Drax or, you know, what I'm saying just go get some big buff nigga because I knew Cable was gonna have to know how, whoever played him was gonna have to know how to act, <laughs> and he was gonna have to like right. be able to keep up with Ryan Reynolds. And it's like you gonna just. Like nine times out of ten, if you if you built like the rock, you don't know how to act for real. So it's like I I knew they were gonna have to get a smaller nigga because you you gonna have to keep up with with Ryan Reynolds. So I ain't so too mad at that. But so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I I don't know. I mean, shit. The Rock might be the best acting buff nigga, and that's not a compliment. <laughs> so and don't don't disrespect uh the the his forefather Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, true, yeah. True. he old. He now. was the original acting guy. He is no. old now. I'm not saying they go get him. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, previously, I got you. I got like, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I ain't too mad at it. Like, like I said, I, I, I would if I had to pick, I would much rather a smaller person that can play off a of, uh, Deadpool as opposed to some buff niggas that's just there to be buff and can't, like, can't keep up with none of the jokes and none of this shit. So. I think it's gonna be dope. I'm wondering who the villain, villain gonna be because they I, I don't think they put nothing out there as far as that. So I'm kind of wondering what that's gonna be. Who well, who that's gonna be? I mean, I almost don't even care though. You know, with how good uh, you know Ryan Reynolds is gonna be, and like I said, Josh Brolin is a great actor, so you know their chemistry is gonna be pretty good. It don't even matter who you throw in there because that's just how Marvel rolls. It don't matter. And look, when we when we do get a villain, you like we just gonna make them good. Lucky <laughs> the Winter Soldier. <laughs> like so when we do get the villain right, when we get the villain right, we just gonna make him a hero. <laughs> yeah, we just gonna swap him. Let's go ahead and swap sides. We sell more stuff like that. But I'm looking forward to it. I think. Uh, I know I'm not looking forward to whatever the fuck uh, that Fox plan on doing with X-Men. Like, I, I can't believe they actually, they, like, going through with it. Like, they're going to 
the way Apocalypse ended, like, I, I just knew that it was like, oh, they finally fucked it up so bad that they're just going to finally stop and start over. But, like, nope, we're going to keep going. We're going to go into the whole Dark Phoenix saga and all that, so. They got another X-Men movie next? Yep, they are already working on it. I think pretty much everybody coming back. And I'm That's what tripped me out, too, that, like, the people, like, you know, they not in them long contracts where they got to come to the next movie. They got the choice to not come back. And they like, yeah, we're, we'll come again. I'm like, really? But I guess you got to uh, get them checks. I really could care less about X-Men knowing that my boy won't be in it. I mean, just from a personal standpoint. <laughs> I wonder how this, like, like they got to keep him quiet for a while because, like, Hugh Jackman is, like, that, that's, I don't think there's nobody that's, like, more, like, you associate him with that character. You know, of course, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, but, like, that's, that's Wolverine, fool. Like, I can't never see uh, him replace Logan and the, uh, shit, he played Wolverine. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. is Wolverine and Logan. They're the same person, right? You're you right. You can't replace that. And, like... They gonna have to like they gonna have to wait some years before they can try to do anything with that. And it's like like you said, big bro, that's like the that's the the, the flagship of X Men. Like that's 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 the X Men right there, all in him. You gotta move it through him, and it's like you ain't got him in the movies. What you got? Like yeah. So I don't I don't know how that's gonna play out. Cause you, you it's gonna be a long time before they're gonna be able to replace him. By the time they're gonna be able to replace him when DC get it right. <laughs> oh, yeah, long time, long time. <laughs> by, by, by the time Dallas driving, that's how. Yeah, now, I was just gonna say when 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 Dallas get old enough, like when he got, when he going to prom or some shit, definitely gonna introduce the new one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's been what's been what's been the tunes, man? What y'all been listening to? Um, when uh when Tyler uh released the uh camp was it Camp Plaza? That's how you say it? The uh the carnival. Yeah, when he the little carnival he released, it was so many like you know of course it was plenty of names that got me excited, but it was a bunch of names I didn't know. I uh I checked out the Wednesday Campanella or something like that. But, like, she, like, a Japanese pop star. And, like, all her music in Japanese ain't none of it in English. But it's kind of like some daft punk type of, I don't know, those electro punk beats or whatever. But I've been, I've been kind of fucking with it a lot. And then um, most of the other stuff, I just been kind of finding. Oh, so I did, I had, like I had told y'all, the, the Rex Orange County dude that's on Tyler album. Like, I had to end up going back to Tyler album because, like, I listened to it one good time for it, then I was like, I'm fucking with it. But when I, you know, had dude just kind of come on, I went to his album. And I was playing the shit out of his album for a while. And, right. Uh, like this year, I kind of just been looking at old stuff. For some reason, I finally added the uh, the Pilot Talk trilogy with uh, Currency on there. Because <laughs> I wanted to hear Pilot Talk too, but after me, was like, nah, you got to get out there. <laughs> so I was uh, kind of fucking with it. And I uh I also not too long ago solidified my uh my young thug fandom. <laughs> like I always, you know, I always fuck with his music. But once uh once Thugger Girls came out, it was like like 
like with like before slime season three, I was like Thug just got hit, and I always fucked with the shit, but I never really fucked with the whole project. And slime season three came out, and I was like, nah, let me go back. And it was still like, hey, I just kind of fuck with the hits. I just like slime season three. But when Thugger Girls came out, in which I I, I kind of find myself telling people a lot, Thug music is kind of an acquired taste. <laughs> like you can't just put him on and just automatically fuck with him. But once you acquire the taste. Somebody pass you the ox and you put on the thug, they're going to look at you funny. Yeah, but it's like, but once you acquire the taste, it's like once I heard Thugger Girls and I fuck with it, everything bumping now. Like, all the other shit that I was kind of like, hey, it's all right, this shit bumping now. Like, I fuck with all of it now. So, like I said, over time, I just solidified my, my young thug fandom. Uh, if there's a thug hive, I haven't found it, I'll be willing to sign up. I'm all for it. But, yeah, it's just... I think that's probably. Uh, speaking, speaking of young, speaking of young thugs, like me and uh, some friends were having this argument uh, a little while ago, where it's like they real big on um, beautiful thugs, and they're like that's his best album or whatnot. But I personally think Slime Season Three is. Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. Oh yeah, because it's, 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 eight, it's eight for eight. He, no misses on there. Three hits, but. They so big on Thugger Girls, I think that's his best, the best shit he put out. No, it's, I'm, it's I'm, not. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, Thugger Girls was, like I said, it was, it was, it was, I, I want to say transcendent, you know, so to speak, because of, you know, just how he was just really just on some soft, mellow stuff throughout. And that's kind of how, how, what I complained about a little bit on Issa. It was a little bit softer and mellow than Savage Mode. And people look, you know, like I say, say Issa was better than Savage Mode, but that's just, they just caught up in the moment and not, like, what really was. And that's how I feel about, you know, uh, Stugger Girls and Slime Season 3. Like, they just, okay, it, it, it is good, but like you said, you can't knock Slime Season 3. It's just all bangers. And, uh, and if I'm being honest, you know, people may not agree, but the only track I really go back and fuck with tough on Thugger Girls is Relationship. I mean, I listen to it all, but the one I, the one track I always stand out is the Relationship one. And other than that, you know, they don't, I don't remember them too well. I mean, I still rock with them, but, you know, Slime Season is, is my shit. Yeah, it's like, for me, the, the thing that makes Thugger Girls so good is to me, the same reason why Slime Season 3 is the better album, where it's like, Thugger Girls was just like, it was so good because he was able to blend stuff together, and he was already kind of starting it with Jeffrey, where you can kind of feel like the somewhat country sound and playing more with his melodies, which is another talent that, like, folks don't really give him credit for. Like, dude, when it comes to being in a pocket, he can do a lot of shit in a pocket that most people just gonna go, yeah, and say the next bar. <laughs> like, that nigga could do a lot of shit with, like, a bar or whatever. But on Slime Season 3, and I feel like whenever it comes to, like, a debate about, like, oh, this just mumble rap, it's like, no, bro. You can't you can't play Slime Season 3 and say this mumble rap because, like, you can take some of your favorite rappers and they can't do that shit. Like, the way he rapping and some of the bars he putting together and shit, like, that shit is superb. And to me, that's what, like, like a lot of people be wanting to, you know, for all the, you know, the shit he wear, the shit he say. It's like they immediately want to dismiss him when it comes to, like, actual rapping. 
But to me, Slime Season 3, that, that shit up there was some of the best of them. Like, a lot of niggas cannot do that shit. And it, and it's like, it's not a mumble rapper. You can hear everything he's saying. Don't get me wrong, on Jeffrey and on Thugger Girl, when he do some of his melodies, he do, I even, Genius even, uh, Red Genius even did like a, a special on it where they was like, Thug is creating his own language. I was like, alright, chill, y'all stretching it. But, it's like, in some of his melodies, he do play with his voice so much that you can't understand what he's saying, but when it comes to rapping, you can hear everything he's saying. <laughs> so, nah, it's, it's fine. It's fine season three by far. Like, it ain't even close. And to me, a lot of times I feel like what could what what to me what's kinda of could be considered your best album is like when it comes to recommending you to people that are a fan of yours. And it's like I'm not recommending Thugger Girls, I'm gonna say Slime Season Three. Like if I recommend Thugger Girls, this probably gonna confirm everything you already thought about. <laughs> so it's, right. it's, it's it's Slime Season Three easy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's genius, like you said, in his in his melodies and his ability to put things together, and that's why he is so highly regarded by people who are heavy in the game. He's not just somebody who somebody looks over. They respect dude. But um, I've been on. Uh, oh, uh, this just in. I don't know if y'all know uh, that Project Baby Two is out. You know. I listen, I listen. Kodak, if you ain't know that, <laughs> I ain't finished it yet. Uh, yeah, that's out. I've been on uh, Blue Eminem 3, you know what I'm saying? I'm a music connoisseur with a concentration in trap. So I've been on on that real tough, you know, uh, Pee Wee Longway. And, of course, uh, Gucci been dropping some stuff, you know, some uh, in anticipation of his project. So I always end up going back to his old stuff, you know, or everything that he's put out, you know, just to refresh my memory on his on his greatness, in my opinion, I don't argue with it about with nobody because that's my nigga, and I don't feel like you know having to go to war or, or something. I know, but that's what I've been rocking with. Well, no, I was just gonna say is like I could see pre uh, quote unquote clone Gucci how you might have had difficulty like defending like you know the greatness of gucci but it's like there's no argument when it comes to gucci now like pretty much any of the top like you know trap rappers or anybody damn near anybody outside of the you know the golden three drake kendrick and j cole they probably came from up under gucci it's like i don't i don't even see like there's no real argument when it comes to like not showing the respect of what gucci is like i don't know yeah like I said, I could see how in the past it might have been hard to defend him, cause, you know, over, you know, whether it been him being in jail or, you know, maybe certain tapes ain't buzzing the way it is. But as of now, I feel like it's, it's solidified of what Gucci is. Like, I don't I don't think there's no debate. Yeah, Gucci, Gucci definitely fathered most of these, these rappers that's under, like, 24, 25. Because you even see they pay homage. They, uh, they actually do show Gucci a lot of love. So, you know. It's well, it's well deserved. He put in some years of hard work. Right. Yeah, but they've been, like I said, they always give him his, his, his shouts, you know, when they're doing their little interviews and stuff. I mean, cause a lot of young, I mean, he he was just somebody that, um, I guess, uh, older people was kind of like uh, going against because they wanted to be on your Jay-Z's and talk about lyrics and all that. And your younger people, or you know, people more so in the street, or what, what have you, they was on him because, like, like we talked about before, it's just something about 
listen to somebody who rap about shit they've been through. And Gucci rapping about, you know, his chains. And he got all these old fruity chains and all these colorful diamonds. He rapped about having to pull a uh, pistol off the flow. And he shot a nigga, you know, we all know that. And it, essentially that's what it is now. We're like the hottest rappers are the ones who did that shit, you know. Shout out to Lil Tay K. You know, he's a motherfucker, but he's a fucking beat. He was trying to beat the case, you know what I'm saying? And that shit go hard. Because well, especially that's what the fuck he did. That that was so funny when when y'all was talking like when y'all when you had texted I hadn't heard nothing about him, and like I watched the video and I was like oh, okay this shit kind of tight I was like that kind of give me that uh like something that would have been on Playboy Cardi tape but it's still cool and I just kind of kept reading like oh this nigga actually killed somebody okay all right <laughs> oh I thought <laughs> thought this was just a video this nigga meant this all right okay. <laughs> So this ain't the game right here. All right, all right. Yeah, thought I was just going to see a cool little song. I come across a murder case. All right, my bad. <laughs> yeah, not only is Gucci's music influential, makes he started this face tat craze. Everybody got a face tat now. Gucci was the originator. I print right. on on the team. Yep, yep, yep. They, they do it with, with no fear now. That's like, okay, well, shit, Gucci did it. I, Gucci, I, I, Gucci took a risk. I, I, I remember what Wiz said it. Take off, you know. 
only way you would know who was rapping. But now, like, when people, because like you said, even with, like you said, with Thug, if you go back and listen, you listen to his greatness. Now when people go back, they listen to, okay, Offset was always snapping, you know. So that's why everybody's going to him because they know where the talent is. If you want a side hook, of course you're going to call Quavo. But it's getting saturated, you know. Everybody's going to call Quavo, so let's go to the next hottest nigga, which is Offset, and get a fire verse because, like I said, in every interview, when they talk about uh, Bad and Bougie, Offset did that song. He did the song, he let them hear it, and, and Quavo said, oh, let me hop on it, and take off. He was upstairs sleeping or whatever. Uzi <laughs> was downstairs. He he went ahead and hopped on it. That was takeoff spot. But, you know, he got left off bad of Uzi, even though he said he didn't. No, no, and no, uh, <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah, like you said, all the features along with the Drake, Cousin Stiz. It's a couple. There's a few more out there. You know, a whole lot more out there. He low key might get the uh, ver- one of the verses of the year on that damn drop top walk. That shit is insane. You know that Meg Yellow verse. Crazy. <laughs> that shit is insane. <laughs> yeah. But that the, the, the verse and the hook on that. The um. That that was kind of the point I was gonna make as far as if I changed my mind. It's it's not necessarily that I changed my mind. It's like I kind of like expanded it. Whereas like Qu- Quavo could have like a real hot ass project right now, but I don't think he could like after he dropped it and like he had his boom like a couple of years from now. I don't feel like he could do it again. Like he gonna need the Migos. Whereas since Austin really be rapping his ass off, I feel like he could have like longevity. So like. Say he dropped a project with Quavo, it might not hit as hard as his, but next year he can drop another one because it, 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 whether the sound change or not, Offset can still rap his ass. Also, I feel like Quavo might have a, a bigger, like you know, bang coming out the yeah, gate immediately. But, yeah, okay. yeah, but when it comes to longevity, Offset could like Offset could have like a legit career. But at the end of the day, if you, if you can rap, no matter how the sound change, you can always adjusted it, whereas with Quavo is a sound, like you said, like he a sound. So it's like once once people get tired of that and move on, it's like he he gonna have to just kind of fall back and go back to the Migos. And we're speaking of a uh, of I'll oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say I don't know because uh, if it's, like you are as far as now, I would prefer like a Quavo project because the shit that he's done with other people like. Travis Scott and Young Thug, like if they interested if all three of them collaborate on the album, that shit would be crazy. But uh, I, I was thinking about uh, comparing them to Ray Schwimmer, like how um, shit, um, Sway Lee, Sway Lee, yeah, Sway Lee. Like, Sway Lee would definitely have a better solo career because he's more melodic and he could kind of push between rapping and singing in the sense, and I feel like it's the same for Quavo, because, you know, he is very melodic. He can sing with the auto-tone, and he can rap, so I feel like Quavo would have the bigger impact, would have the bigger career if he went solo. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if we go like right now, like you said, and they both put out one tomorrow, everybody would get Quavo's first. That's hands down. But a week later, after they tired of hearing the Quavo and they keep hearing other people playing the opposite, 
the offset will continue to play and continue to play and continue to play and continue to play because, like I said, it's, it's just something about, like, his flow and how he puts together some of his hooks. Quavo is like, you know, that right now hit, you know, maker. Like, he, he keeps something right now because that's what's hot, you know, get a nice little melody. Him, the, him and Travis Scott Project, although I think it'll be nice, I think it's going to be something that you listen to for about a week and you can go back to, you know, your, your rotation of things that you listen to. Well, because you already know that that's going to get played out, you know, because everybody's going to be playing on radios, whatever. Well, um, since you brought them up, that's where I was kind of uh, going next. Like, how, how are y'all kind of feeling about Travis Scott as far as, like, him, like, people going to get the Travis Scott song and, like, how, like, for the most part, I feel like Susan and 2 Chainz, they, they did it real good, whereas, like, they took his sound and blended it throughout their album, whereas I feel like everybody else still have an album and Travis Scott song is like this story-ass song in the middle of the album. Not that it's a bad song, but it's like, bro, you just threw a Travis Scott song in the middle of your damn album. And it's like, they might everywhere. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like, um, Birds in the Trap, uh, like, it didn't, it, it was like, everybody was crazy about it when it first came out, but it's like, I don't, I don't feel like it had any longevity to it. And I'm kind of wondering, like, what is, like, where y'all kind of see him move? Now, I did hear that he said, like, he's going to disappear and he's just going to work on his next album, which I think is his best move. I feel like he's kind of putting himself out there too much. But what, what y'all, how do y'all, like, where y'all think he's going and how y'all feel about him just being on every single, like, I feel like he's pretty much on everybody's album, like, except for Kendrick and Jay-Z, like, they might have on everybody's album. And when he on your album, unless you do, like I said, you know, two times, dude, it's just going to be this sore-ass thumb in the middle of your album. Um, I think his, his sound is super unique, so you kind of got to just throw how it sound, how quote-unquote Travis Scott sound on your album. Because, I mean, you look, look back at Kanye when he had him on uh, the cool winner, Cool summer, one or two. But uh, his beat was so much different from the beat that he had. The song that he was on uh, was so much different from everything else on there. And the same thing with Drake's "If You're In It Too Late." The song that he has on there is, you know, you could tell it's a Travis Scott song. So I feel like his sound is too unique to pass up on and try to mess with because it might, you might, I guess, remove that element of it being a Travis Scott sounding song from the actual song itself the lose it it's just that but I don't know that's tough because I mean you right people do throw his songs on their album and it does sound very Travis Scott like I just kind of look at it as um, Travis Scott is um, he's musically a genius and um, and to the same regard as Kanye, maybe not you know lyrically. I mean, although I'm not gonna shit on his lyrics, but you know, may, maybe he's not on par with Kanye lyrically or whatever. Like I said, he's musically a genius. So I know you know if you watch like some of his vlogs or whatever when he's putting together projects, he um he'll take the beat and he'll do his thing to it the same way Kanye will. A producer would say, Kanye, beat and get it back. Like, what the fuck, nigga? I didn't do this shit. But yeah. <laughs> they got, being that they have that, you know, 
way that they look at the music, they're going to set it up the way they see it. So that's why every track Travis is on, for the most part, always sounds like a Travis track because he always tweaks it. Like, it may not be his production, but he's going to tweak it to give it that sound that he's looking for. And I think, you know, with, like you said, 2 Chainz, I think 2 Chainz kind of pumped the brakes on it. Like, hold up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I just want you for this little hook right here and a verse. You know, you don't got to do all this extra shit. So, yeah, so I think that. that's what kind of stops it when somebody um, kind of put their foot down. But for the most part, they happy. Uh, oh, shit, you finna have on my album? Do whatever you want, nigga, you know. Do your thing, because right. I fuck with your shit. I mean, he did the same with uh, Metro Boomin. And, uh, like, there's a video of him and Metro Boomin doing the Skyfall beat. And Metro Boomin had it another way. Well, he had a certain way, and Travis was in there with the engineer and all that. He was tweaking. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, let's make it sound like this, do this melody like that. So when you, I guess when you... uh Ask Travis for a feature that come along with it. Like he, if he he tweaks the beat to fit him, in a sense. So I think that's like you. You right, big bro. That's pretty much all there is to it. Right. Yeah, it's um. I mean, I, like I said, that that's what I get from it. I don't, I don't see this being a problem. Um, but like you said, it's something that's noticeable. Yeah, I just, I would just wish more people would do what, because like I said, it's not like you end up with a bad song, but it's like when you come to to the flow of an album, it just, like I just wish more people did what SZA and 2 Chainz did, where it's like, it just, it blended with the rest of the album, so, but, like I said, it ain't really hurting traffic issues, I guess, you know, keeping his name out there. Right. Uh, one of the few things that I just kind of got on was the Jay Z four four four. I don't know how y'all feel about that because I know people are talking about it's a great project, this, this, and that. But it's a couple of songs. I mean, it is a good project, but there's a couple of songs where I'm just not really rocking with his flow and cadence over the beats. It's like he's just talking instead of rapping and like I'll, I just got into Jay-Z as far as like his older music volume one volume two uh, all that but I prefer like Jay-Z rapping I mean of course he he been in the game a long time so he's not gonna rap about the same things and we saw that with American Carter Holy Grail all that but I kind of wanted more bars from Jay-Z instead of that kind of talking over beats, kind of giving knowledge, even though nothing's wrong with the knowledge, but just <laughs> the fact that he was just talking instead of really rapping. Yeah. Hey, 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 you know what? That's the, that's the messed up thing about it is the fact that he is dropping knowledge and you don't want to sound like a bad person by saying, I don't want to hear this shit. But because he's, he's you know, giving you some quality shit, so you all, you got to put that disclaimer out there. But like you said, and a lot of a lot of people said he's talking on it. He's not flowing. It's, he's just he's concentrating too much on the message, and it's a good message. You know, like, like I said, you gotta put the disclaimer out there because it is indeed a good message, and you know, and he, you know he's delivering it. But um, yeah, so 
I do love the production. I love the production. It's amazing production. I mean, he got the money, so he should have amazing production. And some of the concepts, I love Moonlight. Um, you know, especially because of the video along with it. But uh, most of it, like I said, is like you said, bro. It's um, it, it doesn't flow together nicely. Like it's, it's got a lot of it got you know great production, and and the message is of course amazing. But as far as what you're looking for in a rap album, it's not that. You know, it's, it's, you like got feel like you got to sit down with your glasses, open up your book, and you know go to school. Unfortunately, but like I said, it's it's quality because of who he is and you know what he put into it. But I'm with you on it on, on what you thought about it. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Like, I it it's like. I immediately knew what you was talking about where it was like, it's not necessarily that I don't want to hear the message. It's just like, it legit sounds like this nigga talking. Like, it doesn't really sound like he's rapping. And I guess like, like, after, like, it's it's a lot of things that make it like a, such a, a good listen where it's like, for one, it's quick. So you immediately can start it back over. The production is really good. So it's like, even if you getting kind of off-putting by the whole, like the whole like it just sound like he talking, you can kinda get lost in the beat. And then um and then he he got some songs where he like legit uh, like he on the whole like I'ma just talk. Like he actually like got some like trying to spit some bars. I know the Marcy Me joint, like I I feel like that's probably the best like legit rap song on there. But I know another thing for me, like whenever Jay Z like drop a project, I don't ever be having no expectations for him. Like you know how like not like people kind of have like an old reference point to him, where it's like, like a lot. Of, I didn't heard a lot of the old stuff, but they don't never like. I don't ever have it as a reference point when something new come out, because I know like a lot of people hated Magna Carta, Holy Grail, in reference to previous stuff. But it was like for me, it was just like a, a new album from a rap artist, so I liked it a lot. So it was like, I, I get the whole like it, it, like he legit like he ain't a, a good bulk of the songs, like, especially the OJ song, is like, he's not even focusing on the rap, it's just like, I'm I'm just trying to tell you this, and I just so happen to rhyme or whatever, but I, I fuck with it heavy, though, like, I like it a lot, like, to to me, well, for me, not to me, like, as far as the, the you know, top rap albums, I feel like Dead and Damn is one and two. Which one is one and which one is two? Uh, I gotta give it to Damn, like, yeah, it, it ain't even though. Cause I was gonna say, when it come to like what I'm gonna put in the rank, I I take in like popular opinion. But I ain't got taken popular opinion. It's just it's just kind of a better album. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a better album. Yeah, like I said, Jay Z's kind of like a mixtape almost. It's like a high quality mixtape with knowledge on. You know what? I guess it is in in, in a sense, especially because it's short. That's essentially what it is, a high-quality mixtape. Um, and damn, like, he actually, like I said, I, I felt like he, he blended damn perfectly because Pimp Butterfly was an example where he dropped a lot of knowledge. And, I mean, his flow, uh, of course, is still sick, and the production was good, but it was almost to where it was too conscious to where people, you know, they listened to it, they appreciated it, and then there was next. I mean, Section 80 was pretty conscious, but, you know, it wasn't that deep, and and I guess that's why he put out Untitled Unmastered because it had like all the songs that would have pieced it together to be a 
you know, a fluid album. And um and he had all those songs that was hits and whatnot. And like I said, with Damn, it just put it all together like nicely. This is, so I, I I give it to Damn, but like I said, I I I I'm not the biggest Jay Z fan. I really got into Jay Z around Blueprint, you know what I'm saying? I, I listened to it all sure enough, but as far as purchasing the album and like actively trying to listen to it, it wasn't until Blueprint that I really just found an appreciation of them. So it did take me a while to want to listen to this, but I couldn't I couldn't help it because, you know, that's what everybody was talking about. So I felt like I was, you know, missing out on life by not hearing it. But, uh, yeah, I definitely give it I, – I give him, like I said, two because it's, it is short uh, and more like a mixtape. But the production was so amazing, and and it was a good message. So that's why he is up there with Kendrick. Yeah, I agree. You know, I really just heard four 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 fully for the first time this week. But as far as rap albums, I put it up there too. And then you know what? Like I feel like that plays a part in it too, where it's like when it initially came out and everybody listening to it, like it's a lot of hype around what he's talking about, and it's like it's almost like how um because you didn't you watch uh Batman versus Superman late too? Like you watched it after the hype. Who did, me? No, uh, Lil' Bro. Yeah, I called it, like, after it was out of, out of the period and all that. Yeah, it's like when you catch stuff out of the hype, you get to see stuff from a different, like, lens than everybody else that was watch, uh, listen, were listening to it or watching it in the hype. And it's like when Jay-Z album first came out, everybody was so caught up in his message or whatever that, like, in which I caught it, I just didn't, you know, put a lot of, like, emphasis to it, but it's like, nobody was mentioning the fact that, like, this nigga's talking. He's not rapping. Like, he's, he like, legit talking. And it's like, would you listening to it after the hype, you ain't got what everybody's talking about going into it. you just listening, and there's a nigga just listening. Like, hey, this guy's not rapping. He is, I feel like I'm in a college course right now. Like, I feel like right. I'm dancing Tucker out. Is this going to be on the test? Jay-Z, what's going that, on? That's essentially what, uh, 50 Cent said. He was like, you know, I just listen to the Jay Z album. Feel like I gotta, you know. He, he he basically said it was boring. I mean, although quality, it was boring because there is no flow, and he's so so bent on you know trying to teach. You know what I'm saying? So it was Professor Professor Carter presents 444 instead of Jay Z. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, people people gonna gravitate towards it because it is Jay Z. And when he do put out an album, it's like a holiday, especially for niggas in New York and all that. <laughs> He's seen as a god there. But he hadn't put out an album in, what, four years? Three, four years? So, yeah, people were going to go get this. People are going to go and we're going to listen to it and go hype it up. So, they were able to pull out their fresh towns. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Wearing with pride, yeah. Wearing with pride. So, if those who wanted to, off the top of your head, don't think about it too hard. Who's three for you guys? Rap albums or just albums in general? Uh, I'll go with rap albums because albums in general, you do got to think about it more. Oh. Yeah. More life, I guess. Oh, yeah. My brain is first in Big Sean, but no, more life. Yeah. 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 Ye
which to me, I I feel like it. Oh shit! I just scrolled to my phone and I forgot about Hendrix in future. <laughs> Damn. I think I might. Yeah, you gotta throw you gotta throw one or two, one or both of those on that list. Yeah, because Hendrix. Oh, uh, yeah. It's they to me is one out, one long ass out. Future Hendrix. Yeah, well, yeah, that, we gonna grade it like that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, what I was gonna say is more more life, in which kind of bring it to something else that I was gonna ask y'all. Uh, but um, more life just kind of kind of even went, and I feel like it was it was really like to me. It, it was still a cop out where it's like breath album. I don't, don't call it a playlist, but to me, it did kind of feel like a playlist where like I feel like if you had a party, you could take more like put it on shuffle and you ain't got to put nothing else in. Like it it kind of it kind of worked like that. But I feel like you don't have real... to put it on shuffle because I have yeah, to go. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's too. Put it on play. But it's like coming off of like some of the really bad backlash reviews. I feel like more like was really good, but like it just kind of came and went. I know it being long had an effect on it. Like a lot of the good songs were so far into the album that shit, some people just didn't get to them. But I felt like it just kind of came and went. And like people kind of really making a big deal about how, not a big, big deal, but how like he's finally come off the top 100 after eight years and it kind of like begs the question like is, is it like is it time to start wondering about Drake I don't know so to me more like like you right here is kind of long and getting through it is a task but I've come to appreciate certain songs and like I don't go back and go from I don't play at like one through I mean sure, like 21, 22 I go straight to the songs that I feel like are so fire. Like, pretty much songs three through eight are all, like, hits to me. I love those songs so much. The Caribbean songs, the slow songs, Passion Through, Blim, uh, 44-22, all of that. But uh, as far as, like, going back and listening to the whole more, like, tape, I, I hardly ever do that. And I don't think it's time to start questioning Drake or not. I mean, he, he is top round. Like, he is top of the list. So, I think he'll stay there for a minute. I don't, think, I don't know if it's, I mean, other than Kendrick, really, I don't know if there's anybody else who can kind of come in and do what he is doing and what he has done. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's surprising to see that y'all, y'all give more life um, as a three. Like I said, I'm I'm a, I'm a big Drake fan, but I wasn't really rocking with more life like that. Like you said, I go back and listen to certain tracks because they were good, but I I really wasn't rocking with not the same way I was rocking with Views. Of course, maybe because it was an album and this was an uh, entitled playlist. But I really got to give it to um I got to give it to Flower Boy if I'm gonna go for three, just because of how much I fuck with it and just how much growth it showed in Tyler. I mean I mean of course he's still off the wall talking about kissing freckle face. You know, um, white boys or whatever. I don't know. You know, if he is gay, like I said, it's like nobody really cares because he's so off the wall with it. And he's not confirming or denying it, which I like, you know, because it just breathes life into it or, you know, if it was some kind of, you know, uh, marketing scheme or what has. But I, I give that three, you know, just because of how, how sonically amazing it was and how, it you know flows together and just show everything that that has been there for him as far as his lyrical talent, his his ear for music and all that. Just it showed it culminating all in one. So I give that three. 
you know, as of right now, August, we still got four months left in the year. I don't know who I'm looking forward to, but that's who I give the top three. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely switch out Flower Boys for four four four. You put four 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 probably my fifth option. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe four. And then uh, I throw Freddie Gibbs in my top five. Okay. You only live twice. Right. Thanks to Gibbs. Yeah. Hey, I forgot about um I didn't forget about it. I was just really thinking about the more life, but like Tyler, that that album, he just like talking about the slime season three, you know, Tyler's another artist that like unless you that, you know, if you wanted those, oh my niggas gotta be tough and still dope, he wears shorts that are too look like if you one of them niggas that the second you see something you don't like or hear something you don't like, you just disregard them. Like Tyler one of those people that kinda got caught up in it, so a lot of people miss out on his talent. But to me, like I said, with Slime Season 3, he finally put out an album that you can recommend, and it's like, go to this album and you'll get it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like he finally accomplished that with Flower Boy. Like, I feel like just, just, like, just like with Slime Season 3, you can't listen to Flower Boy and be like, man, this shit garbage, man. That, that might be weird. And it's like, okay, at that point, you just, you're choosing not to give it a try or whatever. So it's it's in my top five. Yeah, people might look back on how Tyler has been in the past and be like, no, I'm not finna fuck with this shit. But, and they're gonna be missing out on, right. like, some, like, outstanding music. Especially, like, if you were into, like, R&B kind of fusion, soul, uh, like, kill type, hip-hop, whatever. But, this shit is great. Definitely one of the best albums this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot going on in music, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out there. That's why it was so hard to, you know, try to say what would be the top five albums because I know Lil Bro, uh, you was just talking about how much R&B you've just been on lately. And it's just, R&B is different now. So I, it's, like, hard to even look at it as R&B. And I was talking to somebody else about this. And we, we kind of had a, a debate about how Miguel needed to hurry up and drop something before he's forgotten about. I'm like, well, Miguel won't be forgotten about because there's nobody that sounds like him. If you look at it, most of your R&B dudes now are copies or somewhat um, imitations of Weekend because that's the hottest to me, the hottest R&B nigga there is. I mean, because if you look at Six Lack, you know, pronounced Black, if you look at him, he's, you know, in a sense a weekend type who really can't sing, you know, because you look and listen to his content, along with Party Next Door, along with, um, hell, Bryson Tiller even. You know, none of them really can just blow outside of the weekend, but it's just their content is just so real, you know, just talking about how bitches really are, not that lovey-dovey shit from back in the day, because these hoes are scandalous. And, um... That's why we, we gravitated towards it now, and we can listen to it in pride. You can ride down the street and listen to some Tiller or listen to some Weekend all the way up with the windows down. A gangsta-ass nigga pull up next to you at the red light, and he can give you the nod. Now, look at you like if you playing Bump and Grind from R. Kelly or something like that. So, 
it's just that just shows you how much it has changed. Yeah, nah, you yeah. right because the weekend definitely is a father to a lot of these modern day R&B niggas. But uh, speaking on Twitter, having another debate with friends and that Tiller album is not, it's, it's not cutting for me. I feel like it's just one long ass song. It's funny because it's like, I like it, but again, it, it, it's kind of like with the Jay-Z thing where it's like, I wouldn't use me liking it as a reference point for, like if, if somebody was talking to Bryson, it's like, I wouldn't use me as a reference point that you did a good job because it's like you kind of just gave us the lighter version of the first album. It, it almost just has a bunch of shit that didn't make the first album. And it's, um, I feel like he, I don't, I don't know if he was watching Everyday Struggle and, like, he got pressured by Joe, but it's like, I don't even know why he felt the need to put an album out. Like, clearly this wasn't ready, but for some reason he just put it out there. And it's like, to me, if you like the first album, you can like this album, but it's almost like, if I love the first album and I'm ready for you to follow that up, but to me it's kind of like, even though I like it, to me it's the same thing as what J. Cole did, how he followed up 20, uh, 2014 with uh, For Your Eyes Only. It's like, I like For Your Eyes Only, but like, this the follow-up? Like, like, you just put out your greatest album and this what you going to follow it up with? Like, it's like, that's the same thing that Bryson kind of suffered with, where it's like, for your, your first album, like, had you out of there and you came back with this, like, it's cool, but you can't come out for that album and put out some cool. So I feel like if, like, I don't know what your friend was saying. It's like you can argue that it's, it's good, but it's it's bad in comparison to what you following up. It's, like, really bad. <laughs> and, I, and I think, like, when I first listened to it, I was happy and, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. But like you said, I think it was a matter of I was happy to get new music from him, period. So I was just caught into that, you know, that little love period, just just happy with that. But then as I listened to it, it's like you said, like everybody said, it's one long-ass song. The nigga trying to sing notes that he know damn well. He, he is not meant to be uh, hitting. And it says, like, he he's in danger of, all right, nigga, we don't want to hear shit else from you, status, uh, unfortunately. You know, especially following up how good, first project was and it's like you know speaking of all his like tipperers like you were just talking about everybody else even though like you said other than like miguel like everybody's just children of the weekend but they found a way to like solidify themselves it's like you know the weekend is he out of there he pop star he cool he not going nowhere part of next door has like like he pretty much writing all the hits but you don't know it until he decided to get mad and tell you on Twitter. But he writing all he writing all these hit songs. Granted, he might not be having the best like his own personal career, but long, as long as he keep putting out them hits like that on the low, he gonna still be around. And then you it ain't on the low, cause like you said, every uh, oh, yeah. swing, you know I wrote that shit right. It be so yeah. random too, like yeah, you you know that's me, right? Yeah, just, <laughs> or or just one of his one of his fans one of his fans will tweet him, man, party, go ahead and tell him that you wrote that. I ain't got to tell him it was already known. Like, sub-tweeting this shit. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, some, somebody be like, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and remix that? I wrote it, bitch. I'm not remixing nothing. <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, you got six left. It's kind of new, so he hasn't even, you know, got to the point where he can mess it up. But it's like, with Bryson, he kind of, he really shot himself in the foot where he, like, I feel like he should have just waited. And for some reason, he, oh, and Miguel, like, 
I don't think Miguel can fall off because he doesn't have a a fan base that like it re- like he got a he don't, I don't think he got a fan base that like he got to rely on like if he gone then like they not like he just wanted to he like a I don't know like a Maxwell or a, you know like the like the old school R and B X that's like I'm gonna come around every five years excite your mama and disappear like I feel like he like that <laughs> I feel like he ain't yeah. he ain't he ain't because he like I said he not a child of the weekend like he kind of he good. Like I said, Bryson just kind of shot himself in the foot, and I don't, like to me, I feel like he felt pressure to put something out, and he he shouldn't have did it. Like, some rap songs were so dated, like they sound like some 2010 shit. Like, it was just uh, he uh, he should have just he should have just waited. To me, it was almost like if he felt like he should have just put some music out. He should have kind of like introduced it as like this was the stuff. I know I'm working on the album. Here are some stuff that got left off of uh, Trap Song, but. He decided to roll with that shit as the new album, and it it didn't work. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like I don't know how it's gonna play out for him when he you know try to come back around. So I guess we have to wait and see. Yeah, 